Welcome to the Fundamental Entrepreneur Podcast, where entrepreneurs come to be educated, enlightened, and empowered for success in their business pursuits. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fundamental Entrepreneur Podcast. It's good to be with you today. I'm your host, Aaron Dallimore, and today I'm joined by our wonderful co-host, Danielle Parker. Thank you, Darren. It's good to be here again, and it's good to be with all of you. Yeah, glad to have you here. Uh, Before we dive into today's uh, fun and exciting discussion, just a reminder, please go out and rate and review the podcast. It really does help us out, and we'd appreciate it if you'd share it with all those that you know would benefit from this, because the more people that we can help, the, the better off everybody will be, and that's the whole point of this. We are here to help those that are wanting to be successful as an entrepreneur because we understand what it takes and how hard it can be and how frustrating and discouraging it is to be an entrepreneur and the journey you go through. So please share it with others, rate and review. It it all just helps us out. With that said, let's dive into today's topic. And it's kind of a follow-up of the last two episodes that we've had So if you haven't had a chance to listen to episodes 65 and 66, we'd ask you to pause right now and go back and listen to those two, because those are kind of the foundational episodes to what we're going to be talking about today. So please take a minute and go back and listen to those episodes. We are going to do a little review of the prior episode just so we can tie it in. But if you haven't spent time in those other two episodes, you you really need to do that. So, Danielle, let's review just real quickly, because today we're going to talk about how profit first, because we're profit first professionals and we love this system, this program and what it does for businesses, what it's doing for our business, what it's doing for our clients. We want to talk about how this program or this cash management system, as explained by Mike in his book, Profit First, Mike Michalowicz. So if you're interested in more, go find his book. It's great. Uh, We'll have a link where you can go to find that on Amazon in our show notes so that you can uh, purchase that book. Uh, But we're going to talk about today how Profit First leverages some bad habits that we have and uses just some natural habits. I guess not bad, just ingrained habits in our in and our human behavior that we have and how it leverages those habits to, for us to be successful. So Danielle, let's review those habits real quickly. What was the first habit? And just a high level review, let's go through each of these. Habit number one, what's that? Yeah, so Parkinson's law that we talked about really, right, is using those resources that we have um, and kind of the how the, the supply or the demand expands to this the supply of that resource. So the more we have, the more we use is basically the core underlying habit there, right? Yep. The more toothpaste in the tube, the more we're going to squeeze out at first as we get lower and lower as the tube starts running out, we start using smaller and smaller sizes. So that's kind of the idea with, with that habit. It's just something that's built into us. It's just the way we operate. So we've got that habit. Then the next habit, Danielle, is it's the primacy effect. What what is that? The primacy effect basically says we place additional significance on what we see first. 
I know you would use the example of the picture that has both the old lady and the young lady. And, you know, we focus on what we end up seeing first and that's what we habitually go back to seeing. So it goes back to that idea that, you know, the underlying uh, accounting formula, if you will, that we're taught in school is that revenue minus expenses equals profit. It's what's left over. And we are saying if you flip that and make sure that the profit is up front and we actually will place more significance on that and think more strategically as we make business decisions and can actually increase our profitability quickly, more quickly over time by placing the significance on it up front. Yep. So we are more inclined to focus on things uh, that we place that are first, or that, that, that's our primary focus rather than things that are second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Just again, natural habit. All right, Danielle, let's talk about Oreos for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love Oreos? Yes. Or so. just anybody's favorite food, treat, snack. It's this idea of temptation, right? When it's placed in front of your face, the temptation is there and we're just, it's something that will just how we are. If the temptation is easy, if it's easy to get to, we're more inclined to eat it or, you know, do something that we shouldn't because it's right in front of our face. And so this just, it's a habit. It's just part of who we are. Temptation drives us and can and affect our choices. And so when we remove the temptation, it makes it a little harder to want to go and do that thing. So uh, it makes our success more likely, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So again, temptation, we are influenced by temptation. It's just something that that happens. And so Danielle in the last episode talked about Oreos and how if she's got a bag in front of her, you better get some before too long or else you're going to not have any. So. <laughs> but it's a, it's milk's favorite cookie. So come on. You there blame you her. go. No, I, I know, I would right? Oreos for sure. <laughs> okay. So Parkinson's law, primacy effect, temptation, we, that affects us. Let's talk about the last thing that, that this idea of rhythm or you know, we are creatures of, of habit in the sense of doing things over and over again. What, let's talk about that a little bit, Danielle, kind of remind us of what that is. Yeah, it kind of goes back to this, you know, the frequency of what we do things will create the habits that we consistently do. Our brains, it just comes with a habit in our brain and we don't have to think about it. We just do it. So it comes with that, you know, the consistency, the rhythm of the consistency creates a habit that we don't have to think about, we don't have to have emotion about, just becomes mechanical and we can do it with ease. Yeah, muscle memory. No, that's the word. Thank you. (laughs) Muscle memory. And it's something like in sports, in piano, in singing, in anything that we do, the reason we practice so much is like I told my son in football, I said, the thinking stops when when the game starts. It, all the thinking and, and trying to remember, okay, this is how I do it. This is what I should do is in practice in the game. I'm not saying you stop thinking, but if you're, if you're overthinking, you can always tell a, a player that's overthinking things. It, it's too hard for them because they're thinking too much about it mm-hmm. instead of just letting their muscle memory take over. Just acting. Yeah. And, and so that's this idea of 
is as we practice something, it becomes easier. It becomes just something that we do. And it's everybody should relate to that in some way. Again, whether it's sports, music, dance, anything, anything. I don't care what it is. The more you're used to doing it, a lot easier it becomes. So those are the four habits. That's awesome. Parkinson's law, primacy effect, temptation, and just this idea of repeated uh, over and over and over again doing something makes it easier. This muscle memory kind of theory of of just having a rhythm uh, in what we do. So if you want to know more about that and and kind of why these things are important to understand, go back to the previous episode. Listen to that because, again, we're building upon that episode today. So, Danielle, let's talk about these. Now that we understand these habits and have done a little review of each of them, let's talk about how Profit First addresses these and why the things that we're going to talk about today, once we understand those habits, why they make so much sense. So, Parkinson's Law, this idea of supply or demand meets the supply. How does, instead of changing that habit, how does Profit First help us leverage that? I love this. Okay, this is where we're going to pull it all together. I love this. So, yeah, so we talked about in the first episode, this idea of small plates and dividing up our big plate, our big bank account into these smaller plates. So really what this will do, utilizing Parkinson's Law is allocating our money to these smaller plates where we can intentionally use it for what it is meant for. And that being said, once we have allocated to our small plates, maybe this is where we actually go through those small plates. Let's let's, let's list these out real quick on what they are, Darren. So we're going to have our income account where all of our incoming deposits are going to come into. That's really our big plate, right? And then we're going to take that big plate and we're going to allocate it to all these other small plates, which are going to be owner's pay, taxes, profit, and operating expenses. So we're going to have five plates in the end. Um, and the, in the income plate, that's just our big platter that we're going to serve to all the other plates. And at the end of the day, when we're done serving it, it's going to be a big fat zero, right? Um, so that's the idea and creating these small plates so that we can manage. So what happens when we allocate this money, we'll talk about kind of the rhythm of this as we get into that habit, but as we allocate the money from our income account into these other four accounts, what we're doing is we're saying what our money is going to be used for, how much it needs to be in each plate. And then what's left over is kind of in that operating expenses account. And we can really dive in and see, number one, are we spending money on things that we are not even using? Are we utilizing the things that we're spending money on? Are they optimized? Are we, or can we find better solutions, better ways to use them, um, better ways to squeeze that toothpaste out more, you know, efficiently? And then we can really see at a glance when we look at those accounts what we really have and we can make decisions on the fly kind of that muscle memory right we can make those decisions because we can see at a glance 
where everything's at and can see if there's any spikes or valleys or if there's anything we need to adjust or address as we're running our business on a daily, weekly basis. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, it's just this idea of, of taking the small plate because we all look at that big bank account and think we got tons of money to do with it, whatever we want. And we're basically saying, hold on, let's divide it up. Let's be intentional and divide it up into four different spots. As you said, taxes, owners pay, profit, and your operating account. Now, we've been intentional in what are, where our money's going. We're just using a habit and just becoming intentional with it. And now we've got these four different accounts. And I think we should mention here, when we say accounts, what we're, what we're suggesting is you go and set up four checking accounts at your bank where you're currently banking at. And the biggest thing here is just real quickly, if you're going to get charged fees, if there's going to be more cost, well, you might need to look at a different bank. Uh, credit unions are generally a little more favorable to this, uh, or local uh, small regional banks are generally a little more willing to work with you on this and won't charge you fees. Obviously, we're not suggesting you go out and set up bank accounts and get fees, a bunch of fees. That's not what we're saying. But you're setting up four bank accounts and you got to decide. I guess one of the things they need to decide here, Danielle, real quickly is that income account, which are you setting up a new income account or is the current account going to be the income account? And it's kind of, is that either going to be the income account or the OPEX account? It's kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah. And that's really the first decision they have to make. Right. And it's really going to depend on the industry and the business. Um, so you have to look at the business and how your money's coming in. Is it automated through a point of sale system or is it you manually going to the bank and depositing your money? Um, or in the other flip side of that is looking at your expenses and saying, do I have too many automated expenses coming out of this account that I don't want to have to go and address and change the bank account? So it's deciding which one's easier to change, right? If you're manually depositing your revenue into your bank account, it's an easy decision. Set up a new income account and every deposit goes into that account. Easy peasy. If you have point of sale systems, several point of sale systems that are automatically depositing into your bank account, then maybe it's easier for you to move um, your operating expenses to a new account that you set up. So you have to make that as, as an educated decision as a business owner on which one would be easier to do. And if everything's manual, then we say go set up a new income account and keep your operating expenses in your current account. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. And so just that's what we're saying here, folks, is really we want four smaller plates. And that's what Mike teaches in his book. That's his methodology is we're creating four uh, smaller accounts. Uh, the, these four accounts are going to be the plates we work from. Now, there's other ones that we will talk about, you know, in future episodes and stuff. But these are the four main ones. And now when you go and look at your bank account, because that's what everybody does is they look at bank accounts. They can quickly look at a glance and say, OK, how much do I have for my operating expenses? How much do I have to pay myself? Very important. How much do I have in taxes and how much do I have for profit? And that kind of leads into, I guess, our next discussion a little bit here is because we're being intentional and we've set up these these accounts, it kind of also addresses that that primacy effect, that idea that we place importance on those things that we put first. And so because we've set up four accounts, now these four things become kind of important to us. 
And if we serve up these, put money into these accounts, we're, we're being intentional and these become important. And of course, the biggest one, I mean, they're all very important, but this idea of also profit, you're allocating profit right out of the gate, out of every deposit, you're taking money and saying, that's my profit. That is, that's powerful. Now, when you're saying, oh, I don't know if I can be profitable, you just, you just became profitable by just making that decision. And I'm sure we're hearing, there's some of our listeners, Danielle, that are grumbling going, well, geez, if I do that, how am I going to operate off of everything else? I'm barely making it as it is. That's kind of the point of this is it's going to force you to now reassess your expenses. Mm-hmm. And like Danielle said earlier, you're going to go through and really look at stuff and say, okay, where am I spending my money? Where am I, I mean, frankly, wasting my money? Where's my waste? Where am I bleeding money? And how can I plug that? And so that I can do this. And so this, this small plate concept kind of addresses the, the Parkinson's law as well as it, it also pushes into this primacy effect of, hey, we are, these, this is our focus. These are important to us. And because we place them first and we do this, then it becomes very important. And we address that, that idea of, of the primacy effect just, just by doing this, this very simple thing. That's, isn't that awesome? We're not changing our habits. That's what's so cool about this is we're not changing anything about how we are as a person. We're just trying to leverage how we are as a person. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. It's awesome. And we're the, the, the awesome part of it is, is that it works and that it works more effectively than what we've traditionally been taught, even though it feels so weird and unfamiliar at first. Um, it does work. And so that's the best part of it. And yeah, I mean, if we think about, you know, those first two accounts, profit and tax, it's like, okay, well, no one wants to talk about tax, right? It's like, it's like the, no one wants to talk about it, but what happens at tax day when everybody gets their bill and they find out they're not profitable they don't have money in the bank, but they have this big tax bill. Well, that creates that emotion, that panic, right? Which we're trying to eliminate. And so it takes, just takes away that panic. And you're like, oh, okay. I've already set that aside. I already know I have what I need to pay my tax bill. And it's a non-event. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many people I have had sit down in front of me over my, you know, 15 plus years of doing this and had, and I show them saying, Hey, this is what you own. They're like, that can't be right. I don't have the money. (laughs) Well, they've only had one account. And as I start going through saying, well, what did you do with the money? Cause you're, you're the information you provided me shows me that you made a profit. So what happened to it? And then it's funny as they start talking, Oh yeah, we took some out for this or, Oh yeah, we did this or, Oh yeah, we did that. Now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we had the money. Now we don't. Now, we're not saying that because you're doing this, you know, setting this money aside for taxes and other things, that that just means, you know, you pay the most amount of taxes possible. That's not the idea here. What we're doing is we're just being intentional about having money ready for that, that day to come. And you, if you want to know more about my feelings on taxes and why, you know, some people approach it all in the wrong ways, there's an episode out there. I forget which one it is, but it's called Don't Let the Tax Tail Wag the Dog listen to it. Great stuff. But that's all I'm going to say about this. 
just go listen to that because it's important because it's there's a lot of things that you can do there. Anyways, get off my soapbox, my soapbox back to what we're talking about here, Danielle. Okay, so we've kind of addressed those first two behaviors just by doing these accounts, being intentional and making these kind of the first things we focus on. Let's talk about this temptation idea a little bit because there's still that there. There's this idea yeah. of this temptation. How do we avoid robbing the two accounts in particular, uh, taxes and profit, to cover things that, oops, we're, we're running out of money in our OPEX account? How do we, how do we avoid that? Yeah. How does profit first address that? This one's a tough one for a lot of people, Darren, but it, it, yeah, it goes back to this habit, right? Just removing the temptation. So the idea is that for your taxes and your profits, so you don't rob yourself, you go create two very inconvenient bank accounts at another bank. So that means, what does that mean? That means that you set up a bank account. It does not have online banking. You cannot just transfer money to it or out of it whenever you want. It's kind of like, it reminds me, Darren, of I think most people are familiar with Dave Ramsey and the idea of the emergency fund. And I always see this picture in my head of like the glass frame or the frozen ice block with their emergency fund in it that they actually have to go and unthaw the ice block in order to use the funds. That's the idea of this bank account. It is there, it is, you know, accessible, but it's hard to access so that you're actually not going and readily pulling from it to fund your operating expenses for your bad habits. We want to make sure that you can use it for new good habits and be able to pay, pay your tax bill on time and be able to enjoy a frequent and regular owner's distribution. Profit distribution, yeah. Profit distribution from your business to you as the owner as a reward for all the work that you put into your business. That is the end goal of these two accounts. And so by removing them from your regular bank, so you're going to still have your two bank accounts in your regular bank that you're going to do your allocations into. But now you're going to have two more accounts in your the secondary bank that you'll transfer those funds from your primary bank to the secondary bank and they'll sit there and collect until you pay your tax bills or you take a profit distribution. And that way is just inconvenient so that you don't rob yourself in creating yeah. those habits. And, and, and basically, it, so just to summarize, we still have the four bank accounts, OPEX income, or excuse me, OPEX uh, taxes, owners pay, and profit. And what we're saying is take the taxes and the profit, you create two additional accounts at a bank that's not your normal bank. And then every so often you're transferring out of the tax and profit account at your normal bank to this other account bank and you're putting money over there. And, and what I think I heard you say, Danielle, is it's make it hard for you to have to go get it. In other words, you shouldn't have a debit card. You shouldn't be able to online transfer back and forth between the two. Maybe transfer to, but not have online banking set up at the other one to then be able to transfer back. You basically are saying, Danielle, that if I got to go get the money, I got to go to the bank. Correct. So the yeah. whole time you're driving to go do it, maybe uh, you're thinking, well, okay, you know, because that's the whole idea is, is it's, it's forcing you to go, well, I really don't need this. There's other ways I can do this. It's, mm -hmm. it's making you have to really work hard to get it because then that way you're going to take your other money 
and, and be more efficient with what you've got left. Yeah. And then think about it, Darren, as you get used to that and you're keeping it in your secondary bank, then it becomes like this celebration when you go to get your profit distribution, right? It's like a yeah. great thing when you go to go take a trip to your secondary bank because you know you're taking money out for yourself. So yeah, that's I, I look forward to it system, three months. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think of like training the, our dogs, right? It's like you got to make it a reward. So make it something that you look forward to. Instead yeah. of like, like oh, how, how am I going to pay that back in if I take and borrow it? And we just want to avoid that, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. okay. So we've removed the temptation. We've set up these accounts. We're doing all this stuff. We've addressed the first three habits. Let's talk about this last one, this idea of muscle memory, uh, making this a habit for us. Uh, so let's talk about that, Danielle. How often should we be doing, because you talked about some allocations, let's address two things. Yeah. How, how often we should be doing these allocations and then kind of maybe give a, a high level of what those allocations, as far as a percentage, what they would look like. Okay, yeah, let's start with how often. So. We can go with a heart, you know, a, an easy overall rule for most businesses. We would say the 10th and 25th rule. And what that means is that on the 10th and 25th of each month, you're allocating from your income account to these other accounts. And the reason we say that is because that is usually a normal cycle of when bills are due. So then you're funding your operating expense account to be able to fund all the bills as they become due on the 1st and 15th or so forth. Gotcha, okay. So that's kind of a normal rule. Now, that's not a hard and fast rule. If you know that your business runs on a weekly cycle, then do your allocations weekly. Set your date. Is it every Monday? Is it every Friday? Just set that date and make it intentional that that's the date you sit down and do your allocations. Maybe you're an online, you have an online store through Amazon and you get paid every two weeks. Maybe you're doing it every two, every other Friday as you get your Amazon payout. It just depends on what your business is and what your normal cycle is. Um, if you are doing, if you're an agency and you bill out a monthly invoice one time every month at the first of the month, well then the 10th and the 25th will work just fine for you. So just know your business cycle um, and set an intentional time where you're gonna sit down and do that. If you don't know that, start with the 10th and the 25th. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. So just kind of get basically in a nutshell, what you're saying is just set a, a regular scheduled time to do it. Yes. Don't, it's not a random thing. It's just, I set dates, whether it's weekly, monthly, Every, every two, you know, 10th and the 25th, whatever, just put up, put up. That's what you do. Every, yeah. those, put it and in I your calendar, reminders, boom. Just done. And I would add, Darren, that it doesn't have to, you don't have to set a long, um, long period of time aside. 30 minutes is plenty of time. And as you get used to it, you can do it even faster than that. So just know that it goes really quickly as you do it. And then I would also add, as far as like the frequency goes, we can't forget about the profit distribution, right? So yes. you're, you're allocating your money out into your buckets, but know that every quarter, at the end of every quarter, you are going to be rewarded with a profit distribution. So set that in your calendar as well. Do a celebration day. Is it the last day of the quarter? Is it the first day of the next quarter? 
whatever one you choose to do, just set it as a celebration day and figure out what your profit distribution is going to be. And if we'll, we'll go into that in more detail in later episodes or in other resources that we have, or you can reach out to us um, on how that actually works, but it becomes a celebration as well. Yeah, it, it really is a celebration. Okay. So we've got the frequency. So that kind of that rhythm, that muscle memory, we, we do this, it just becomes part of how we operate. It's what we do. Um, now, let's just quickly talk about, you know, the other, the other part of this, this frequency and allocation. Because you said earlier, we in, allocate 100% of our income to these four accounts. So let's now talk about how does that work? How's the me mechanism of that work real quickly? And can't get into all the details of this, but let's talk a little bit about the percentages. Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's just cover a high level. And first, I guess I would start with, um, it's going to depend on the size of the business that you right. are operating. And um, there's some industry standards. Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, went out and talked and surveyed to over a thousand businesses from Fortune 500 all the way down to small business, just the, a large range, and really found some commonality on what these buckets would be for a successful business. He really looked at successful businesses and what was working in each of these brackets. So, and we'll put this in our resources um, and link in the, uh, the podcast show notes so that you have access to it. But really it's in um, about, let's see, six different buckets, depending on the revenue, all the way from zero revenue up to $50 million in revenue for your business. And those percentages are gonna be based on those specific ranges for you. But let's look at the most common, um, if you will, kind of the startup business. If you're doing this from the very beginning, day one, you start your business, there is no better day to do it. But the next best day is today, no matter how long you've been in business, right? So let's just say you're starting out and the, the bucket allocations for a new business would be 5% to profit right out the gate, 50% to the owner pay. So that's your normal salary draw income to maintain your lifestyle. 15% to taxes. Now, a lot of people will say, well, why 15%? That just seems too high. And really because this, this, allocation percentage is what based on what we will call real revenue. Um, so it has, there's a, there's a few calculations in it that that 15% is, it comes close to what you actually may pay in taxes. And the good news is, is if there's any money left in your tax account after you pay your tax bill at the end of the year, well, that can just roll over to a profit, the profit account and just come right back to you. So it's still a win-win. Um, and then 30% on your operating expenses. So research shows that most small businesses can operate on 30% of your income account as operating expenses. And if you're a service-based business, most often it can operate on even less than that. So those are, that would be the common one for a startup business. And like I said, we'll put the, the allocation percentages table in the resources. So make sure you check that out. Um, and of course, if you ever have any questions along the way, reach out to us, ask your questions, make a book a call with us. We'll be happy to go into more detail anytime.
Yeah, awesome. So basically what you're saying is we take the income account, whatever deposits we've received, we allocate 100% of those deposits on that date that we've set to do the allocations. And in the percentages you gave in, in this case, 5% to profit, 50% to owner's pay, 15 to taxes, and 30% to OPEX. So basically income goes to zero and then we funded all of these accounts with those percentages based upon what deposits happened if, if i'm understanding correctly and that's what you're saying that is correct yes and then okay. all other expenses will flow out of our operating expense account now that is awesome and so now as we take a step back here and as we start wrapping up this episode and and why we again feel profit first is so cool and so amazing and why it's going to help you I hope you can see it because we've talked about those habits in previous episodes. We reviewed those habits. those just ingrained things that we do and rather than trying to change them because that's hard. We're just trying to leverage them with profit first. We're trying to make it so that these habits, instead of being things that hurt us are things that help us, but we've got to understand them. And since now we understand them and how profit first, can use them for us to be successful. I, I hope you will see that. I hope you understand that and why this is so cool. And so with that, what I'll say is, as we wrap up here, Danielle, is a call to action. If you're ready to think you can take this out on your own, well, here's what I would suggest. First of all, go out and get Mike's book, read it, because it, it, it provides a lot more detail than what we've been able to cover today. However, if you're kind of thinking, this might be a little too much for me to take on, that's okay. That's what we're here for. And so I want you to go to the link in our podcast show notes that'll take you to our website so that you can book a call with us. Because what we can do, especially for those that are already operating and getting already been going in their business, we can do what's called a profit assessment. We can go through your business, help you understand where you're at, and what allocations you should be doing. Because some of you might say, well, I can't quite do those percentages yet. Okay, true. We're going to help you work towards them. And we're going to help you get to that point. Because when you get to that point, it just means you're being more successful and you're obtaining more profits to keep for yourself and to enjoy and to celebrate when they come. Go to our podcast show notes, click on that link so that you can get our help and book a call with us. We'd love to help you out. Danielle, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I can say, yeah, just take action today. Cause yeah, what we, like I said, there's no better time than today to start even with that small percentage, 1% is a baby step. And then, yeah, we can help you get the rest of the way and, and map that process out for you. So I'm excited for what this does for what we've seen it do with our clients. And I'm excited to see what that does for anybody else that is ready to take the plunge for permanent profitability. Yep. Okay. Well, that is it for this episode. If you have any questions, if you want to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or any of our socials, all of those links will be in our podcast show notes. Same with our uh, uh, link to our website. All there for you. We'd love to connect with you. We want to help you out. Uh, that's what it's all about is, is being able to help you be successful. And on that note, we want to wish you all the success possible in your entrepreneurial journey.